All right. Here we are. Welcome to the ISI Life podcast. Uh, today we have really the four people who kind of created the ISI Life. So we're going to talk a little bit about today about um, who's here. So first off, uh, myself, which is, my name is Nick Daddis, and along with my brother, George Daddis. Welcome. Hello, hello. And uh, my father, G1. Welcome. Hello. Otherwise known as the Godfather. And business partner, longtime friend, Joe Haddad. Hello. Welcome. We are uh, recording our first podcast, and really the purpose of us doing this is to share uh, what ISI is, and that's really what we're talking about today. What have, we, what have we seen with ISI over the year and a half of doing this? What was our inspiration for it? So i uh, just kind of dive right in. So maybe let's just talk about really the foundation of what is Iron Sharpens Iron the verse, and then how did that bleed into what we're doing from the the wheel of life with faith at the center? So, which one of you guys wants to take a shot over the bow of what ISI is and, and talk a little about the wheel? Joe, you're looking like you're ready to roll. Yeah. So inspiration for this comes out of Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And one of the original visions for this was how do we get a group of really motivated people who want to further their faith, their life, their family, different areas of their life? How do we get them together um, around one another and how do we learn from one another? And the vision was, you know, guys set goals in different areas of their life. And I had the privilege over the last 10, 15 years of my life to be really specific with goals in my faith, my family, my finances, my fitness, and my faculty, you know, what I do for a living. And the vision here is imagine a wheel and at the center of that wheel is your faith. And if you're serious about growing in your faith and what that looks like in those other four areas, um, that's what, that's what the vision was for, for iron sharpens iron. Um, is that we call the, the wheel of life. And we didn't come up with that. That was a Zig Ziglar term from years ago. We just made a little change to the wheel of life by putting faith at the center and then complementing it with the verse from Proverbs 27, 17. And we really wanted to com- create a community around growing intentionally in these five areas alongside other guys that are, ex- are excited about growing in those same areas. Yep. Yeah, as always, Joe nails it. Um, and I would say uh, to piggyback on that, Joe, um, over the years, having done numerous book studies and um, and group, um, you know, group things uh, together, whether it be Bible studies or uh, book studies, uh, you know, we, we recognized that there was a great need for, uh, in our case, we were doing a men's book study, but for men to connect. And that, that need uh, just um, through the regular meetings, through retreats, um, we've all at times attended retreats and having that time, that downtime away from the you know the busyness of everyday life and uh, the chaos really uh, was so beneficial and so you know I think when we really dig down you know a couple layers deeper into the inner workings of why why ISI what what is ISI it's you know we find that we're looking for meaning uh, balance guidance support uh, and we get that through each other and that's that. Uh, one man sharpening another, as you know, with, with uh, as as Proverbs twenty seven seventeen uh, refers. So, uh, and our I guess our first thought on it was okay. Well, with all that being said, how do we do that? How can we do something that's maybe a little bit different than those things you mentioned? 
and that led us to the idea of incorporating that that wheel of life in you know the overnight retreats and there was a specific reason why we chose to do uh, an overnight retreat so friday at 1 p.m till saturday at 1 p.m to be able to get away from the grind the, the normal routines and have time of fellowship and learning and have that time where you're away and you can actually do some calibration and figure out you know what adjustments you want to make and have enough time to actually really think and really connect with other people and be sharpened by the other conversations and the conversations you have by the fire pit things like that and our first iteration of that was okay well we have this idea for talking about these five areas talking about the um the retreat element of it and then it was okay who are we gonna get to speak and have wisdom so um dad why don't you talk about how we pick people and who what we're looking for in the guests that we have and come out and speak to our groups well what's important to us was in looking at the wheel of life the traditional wheel of life uh, when we moved faith to the center we felt that having faith be at the core of how we operate with our fitness our faculty our family our finances how we manage our life is influenced by the level of our faith so rather than having faith be another spoke in the wheel moving it to the hub was important to us so when we're looking for speakers we're looking for people that share a common vision and value around how faith influences these areas of our life. So mm -hmm. we look for subject matter experts that can speak to these various aspects of our life, but do it in the context of our faith. So we're hoping that through participating that all the men get a better definition of what success really looks like rather than how the outside world defines success and that we help them develop a, a more balanced look at success and provide them with resources through these speakers that can then help them be better and more effective in living a life of significance. Mm -hmm. yeah, in each of those areas, it's been, I think that's been kind of neat. We've had some famous speakers who you know speak or write for a living, and then we've had just you know your everyday, not your everyday Joes, but... Um, people that we know and we've spent a lot of time with that have come and it's just these amazing people that are that want to give back they want to share they want to make an impact on people I think that's been that's really come across is everybody that has has spoken has really it's been on their heart to help men lead lives of significance so that's really stood out to me as, as a cool thing about each of the guests that have come out and spent an hour or two hours or spent the whole retreat with us I just wanted to comment on the idea of the retreat, too. Most men live in isolation and aren't really very open. Men tend not to be really transparent, nor do they have the kind of relationships with other men that they're sharing common values with. So the retreat idea allows men to uh, hear speakers, spend time in the thought process, and then break up into their small groups where they can actually talk with other men that are hearing the same material, talking how it impacts them, and then take that home and hopefully implement some of this into their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty neat to see. Yeah, and building on that, 
uh, one of the visions for the retreats was to have intentional time for the, the Proverbs 27, 17 moments, right? Um, we've all, maybe through work or different areas of our life, you've gone to a seminar and you're there for a handful of hours, you take notes and you leave and you don't feel necessarily part of a community. You don't feel like you really, you feel like you got talked at. Some of my favorite parts about these retreats is like the white space in between the speakers where you can really build camaraderie with like-minded people and you can learn from one another. So some of the standard things we do at each retreat that make them really special and unlike any other retreat is you're assigned a, a random roommate typically. And for most guys, how many times do you get to, you know, spend the night with someone with similar <laughs> interests and you get to talk and kind of digest what you learned that day, learn from another, get to know someone. So a lot of friendships were formed from that. Another camaraderie piece was group workouts in the morning. We wake up early in the morning, 5.30 a.m., and do a group fitness workout. And for a large portion of the guys, it may be their first workout in a while. It may be their first group workout. Um, so it's really building just such an environment for people to learn and grow together. So it's it's part the speakers, which is, is an important element, and then it's also part um, just those environments and moments where we can be learning and interacting and just having fun with one another. Yeah, there's some intention intentionality between the small groups that we you know have when we put them together. It's we try to form groups of four or five to talk about whatever that speaker was discussing and do it in a, in a way where there's a chance that you know they live by each other or they're at similar stages of life, so they can and, and there, we try to add some diversity in there too. But our hope is that they make connections between just the four times a year that we're together, so they can actually grab lunch and they can you know get meet each other's spouses or kids and kind of start to develop a, you know, friendship and a relationship outside of the events. This, we see this as like a, a jump start, And that's really what ISI is all about is, you know, you want to build your tribe with the people that are around you and that are going to build you up. And so that's, that kind of is some of the logic behind how we form the groups and how we form, you know, the roommates who, <laughs> who you're going to bunk with, which is a cool thing. And, uh, George, I know you were talking about guardrails. You wrote guardrails on the board. So what were you thinking about guardrails? Well, you know, the guardrails in life obviously keep us on track, right? So as we get off of our intended path, they help keep us on the right path. And, and so, you know, ISI being a group of like-minded people and a tribe, um, you know, helps us connect to people that, you know, if, help keep us on the right track. They, they are our guardrails, um, whether it's, you know, plugging into the content on a regular basis or reaching out to a brother or, um, you know, or going to the website and looking for some kind, you know, there are, there are numerous ways that, uh, you know, that, that an ISI attendee can plug in and, and utilize some of these guardrails to stay on track. You know, the idea here really, as we're talking about, this is our first, you know, the, this being the first podcast and really kind of an intro, you know, this idea is like, why, so why, you know, like so many men, and people in general are living a life of survival, um, you know, maybe a life by default instead of by design. And, uh, and this is the idea of thriving, not just surviving. And in order to do that, we've got to connect and we've got to have guardrails and mm -hmm. we've got to have, you know, content that's applicable at the time we need it. And um, we just don't typically, it, it doesn't just show up at your front door. It doesn't, you know, it just doesn't naturally happen. And so, um, you know, this is just an awesome uh, way to be able to plug into the things that you need when you need them most, whether you know you need them or not. And so guardrails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking back to the, the first retreat, the first one at Westfield. 
and I remember there was the the G one G one group. Was that your group, Dad? <laughs> and just the uh, the fellowship and camaraderie that you know we had to like turn off the lights. And say, well, explain <laughs> explain the G group. You know, you, you mentioned G one group. Yeah. Well, every you know we have groups of four to five people, so we group them by like group one, group two. So we put <laughs> some of the people that were at a similar age in life that had more wisdom than others in the G one group. And, um, it was cool. I thought it was neat that, and it, the same thing was happening all around the room was like people just were forming a genuine bond, genuine interest in, in, in talking. Cause we all shared similar values and around similar paths. I thought that was cool. And you were in that group and you've been to a lot of these things. Well, I've been to all the ISI events mm-hmm. and I've been, really kind of a lifelong student of personal development and and faith and my interest in being involved in forming uh, this ISI group was to uh, help young men the people generally attending ISI the mm-hmm. participants are, are are young men in their 30s generally striving 30s early 40s striving to raise a family, be successful, and oftentimes they don't even, we don't know when we're that age what we're even striving for. We just know we're striving to be successful, but it's never been defined. And so when we broke up at the end of the day in the G1 group, the people in my group, uh, here we were all the elders that were there because we were speakers, Mm -hmm. and we were looking back and thinking, no matter what your age, we're, you still deal with the same stuff. You're a man. You're still dealing with stuff. Yeah. And, but we, we really enjoyed watching all the young guys, and it, it made us realize that we were onto something, that mm-hmm. men need fellowship. They need men that are going to support them in these areas because, as I said earlier, if you just look on the outside world, the definition of success is being defined by how they view other people, not necessarily defining success for them. So by participating in our workshops, this 24-hour mm-hmm. retreat, we're helping them look at life in these critical areas and getting a new definition of success based on their values and what they're striving for and trying to support them. And it's the uh, older guys that can look back and see how much the younger guys appreciate that and it just it set that fire yeah. in on them where we we couldn't stop it <laughs> it was just going which was awesome to see it was like let's let it roll because obviously this is a much needed thing There's obviously a demand and a appetite for sure I wanted to switch gears a little bit to why a podcast so the retreats are obviously awesome and I think it's forced us to think a little bit bigger beyond just the retreats because, you know, the typical size of a retreat is about 30 to 35 people for that 24-hour period. And, you know, kind of our, we've been talking about, you know, what's the future of ISI, you know, beyond just those retreats because there's certainly more, more men that want this information and could find value in it than just the ones who've attended. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, why the podcast, but also what we see as broader than just the retreats, you know, the vision and some of, some of the ideas and um, maybe some of the inspiration we've been, you know, felt led to regarding the future of ISI. So 
maybe I'll just start off with, you know, why did we think a podcast was a good idea? Joe, you told me I should do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, personally, I think of my commute to work and I listen to a lot of different podcasts and there's not one podcast I listen to that's talking about personal growth in these five specific areas. I said, well, there's a lot of people that would benefit from this message. Some that are attendees of retreats, others that are friends and family of people who attend the retreats or people in other states that aren't able to be part of our ISI community in the retreat form. So I thought a podcast, we, we thought a podcast would just be a great idea to connect people with this content. And the content's not for everyone, but for people who are intentional about growing in these five areas. Um, just a podcast is a great way to connect our speakers with a, with a bri- broader audience. And for guys who do attend the retreat, it's just a great refresher to listen to something like this once or twice a month. It'll just to take you back to some of the content that maybe you heard that maybe you're at a, a, you're maybe you're at a different stage in your life. You're ready to apply it now. And that's the great thing about podcasts. Mm-hmm. They can live out there forever and you could be struggling with one specific area, call it fitness. You could hop on our ISI podcast and say, wow, I want to listen to some fitness ones and pick two or three podcasts from the year get before. You fired up. Yeah, yeah. It gets you excited about that area because we all have areas we want to improve and this is, we can reach a broader audience with this message via a tool like a podcast. Yeah, for sure. And you know, one other thing that came to mind was regarding the podcast specifically was sometimes it's hard to really describe all the awesome things we've talked about and you, you could share it and say, you know, go to the website, the ISILife.com and you kind of get an idea or you maybe will forward on a PDF of one of the workbooks from one of the things. But I think I'm excited about the ability to just say, hey, go listen to the podcast, listen to a couple episodes. And if you like what you hear, that's more of what you're going to get out of being bought in and coming to a retreat and, and being kind of part of the ISI Life Tribe. So those are a couple of things. And um, you have quite the commute, George, every day. So what else about the podcast do you think would be beneficial? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, having a commute has actually been life changing for me just because I'm, I'm plugged into um, uh, that that positive mental nutrition, I guess, as Tommy Newberry would say. Right. So yep. it's a it's a constant feeding of intentional information. Um, and and so it, some of the feedbacks that we got <clears throat> after the first uh, and, you know, and then the following ISI um, retreats was that we need things in between that we get, um, you know, you come back fired up with some new stuff and some, and some, uh, initiatives and we've all got, you know, different things going on, but be it note cards and, um, you know, uh, it, it, things we're trying to work on. And if we don't have, um, consistent touches, it's easy to get off track and we need that, um, we need that new content or like Joe said, being able to search for something. So podcasts, books on tape, those are, those have all been just fantastic things to be able to access. Yeah. You mentioned something just a second ago. I, I think one of the wives mentioned it to you, Joe. Someone said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the exact story, but it was along the lines of, I don't know what you guys are doing there, but keep doing it. He's a better man when he comes home. What was, what was a little bit of that story there? It's a real, it's a real testament to to how good the content is when you get compliments from the spouses of the Mm -hmm. attendees. So I remember after our second retreat, uh, my roommate, he was so fired up by the, the speaker and what he had to say about family and being a better husband. He was inspired by some conversations he had with some other guys. He went home that weekend 
and he just he just was a, a better version of himself when it came to showing up as a husband and a father for his kids. And I remember running to his wife the following week at church, and she said, "What happened last weekend?" <laughs> My husband. He grabbed the vacuum on Saturday. <laughs> I didn't even know he knew where the vacuum was. And she just listed two or three things he did around the house to lighten her load. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was just really inspiring to see him plug in deeper, like as a father and a husband and, and be more attentive to some of her needs. So it was just one example of as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. That that husband was really inspired by mm-hmm. the that weekend and the content. And he instantly applied it and it's impacted his family yeah. for a positive. So it's just one of many stories where when, when you're living the ISI life, others around you notice. It's not a selfish thing. Like when mm-hmm. I think of the ISI guy, someone who's living out faith at the center of their life and they're intentional about striving for improvement with regards to their family, their finance, their faculty and fitness, it, it raises everything around them. I know, Nick, you always share a quote with me about a tide rose, ride tide rises all the ships that's what an isi man does his family will be better because of him his work will be better for because of him mm-hmm. his friends will go get better because of him and i think that that's one of my drivers gets me excited is you know seeing the impacted lives not just the guys who attend but their spouses and kids and just the thousands of lives that can be impacted by mm-hmm. somebody living more intentionally with this mindset yeah, I mean, if it's not affecting you, right? If it's not, if, pe- if other people can't see it, then what is it doing? You know, maybe you ought to not be doing that anymore. Um, but I, same, same thing, got some feedback. We all have some stories to share, but, you know, got feedback from a spouse, um, you know, and, and they said, I don't know what you guys did there, but uh, I can't wait for him to go back. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's just been absolutely transformational in the way that people are living their lives um, with that intentionality and, you know, more of the thrive versus survive mentality. So, uh, it, it's awesome hearing stories like that. Mm-hmm. I want to connect the beginning of ISI and the podcast because mm-hmm. the reason for both are similar. When we decided to put the group together, it was out of a passion we have to help young men become better men, better husbands, better fathers, better people, better business people. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the role models that they had in their life maybe didn't reflect the kind of values that we would like them to learn or that they, need, they would like to model. So a lot of ISI was to help equip men to be better people. Yep. The podcast allows us to get that message out to a lot broader audience. We only have, as Nick said, maybe 35 people come. We intentionally want to keep these small so that they're intimate. So the podcast hopefully will reach a larger number of people. And we really don't know where this will take us. Maybe we'll be able to do Mm -hmm. online (coughs) podcasts with call-ins, ask questions to people that are listening at some point. So... The idea is to get the message out and just see where it leads, the opportunity, so that we can broaden our impact on on men. Yep. Yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking of how how countercultural some of these concepts are. I think of Romans 12:2, where it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind." And I think of that in terms of the podcast and the content. Some of the some of the content might be 
little different for somebody and it goes back to the renewing of your mind like what are you what are you listening to and digesting that's maybe challenging your current paradigms of these key areas of life that that all men have in common because it's easy to conform to the world it's easy to just go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing but that that's not the isi life that we strive for and that's not the isi life we want to help others strive for joe if you know since you brought that that scripture up can you just talk a little bit about what that has meant to you that transforming of the mind and you know what what has this journey meant to you obviously it started before isi Yeah, specifically, you know, I, I remember my life before my faith was at the center of it, and I remember my life after. So when I think of, like, the transformative nature in my personal life, like who I ended up marrying, how I'm raising my children, um, how I think about my work, how I approach money and the opportunity to earn and serve and give, it's, it's completely 180 from what I believed after college. So that's, you know, and George, you know, you're one of the mentors in my life. You know, you've helped me really conceptualize this long before iron sharpens iron. When you start to live a transformed life and you live according to biblical principles, it's different than the world, but it's, it's far better in, in every way. I just think that for me, the, you know, the renewing of your mind, for whatever reason, there's a, um, you know, it's easy to start drifting away you know drifting away from whatever you're intending to be you know you have a vision of who you want to be and things you want to accomplish and how you want to be in these five areas but as time goes on it's easy just to kind of end up somewhere that you wonder how you got there and I think the the idea of the the retreats is a a structured way to in or even just listen to the podcast again but even the the retreats you know for me have been a, a, a like a reset button calibrate go there and you kind of take inventory of your wheel of life, see how you're doing in those areas. Maybe you've got some inspiration. A big thing has been not only the speakers, but hearing some of the awesome parenting or, you know, marriage advice or tips that other people have doing. You know, a lot of times we'll share out different ideas. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great nugget. I could apply that. And you come away and I'll come back and Nancy's always like, she could tell I have a different pep in my step and there's something different about how I'm thinking because it got renewed as a part of, whatever it was, you know, the conversations in the hotel room or as part of the content, but it, something forced me to like calibrate. And I think without that regular rhythm, that discipline of doing that every 90 days, it's easy just to drift. And the, our point is we're all going to drift, but you know, how, how soon can we interject in there and how people kind of do a little course correction? Um, maybe it's a major course correction or maybe it's just a minor, minor calibration. So for me, that's been, that's been my experience with it. Some of the uh, thoughts around personal development, improvement, there's uh, recommendations to have masterminds, surround yourself with a mastermind group, and really ISI is that. You're, you're surrounded with people, and as Nick was just saying, when our presenters present, we have opportunities then to break into our small groups and talk or ask the speaker questions, and that exchange of information is really helpful because it's it's not just a speaker, but it's what the 35 participants are saying in response to that, whether it's to the whole group or, you know, in their table. And, and that, that's a part of what Joe's talking about. That's a part of renewing your mind because you're, you're, you're being stimulated in thought by the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
and we all struggle with different areas of our life and we have questions about it and here you're with guys that are are traveling a similar road maybe different problems and different areas but within that group there's somebody or groups of people that are touching on the same issue that you are yeah. and and there's an exchange of information that helps you renew your mind get new thoughts new ideas new encouragement and that's what we hope to get out of ISI. That's what we hope to get out of the podcast, this exchange of information, get it out so that more men can benefit. Well said. Well, kind of starting to uh, put a bow on this a little bit. I know we, we kind of have different visions of what the future of ISI is. Um, just curious what, what you guys see beyond you know the retreats and obviously continue to improve those and rolling out the podcast and, and connecting in a different way. But w- what else do you guys see as uh, maybe an extension or the future of um, the ISI life as we think about it? Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see us have many groups. Mm-hmm. We're operating with one group in Cleveland, meeting quarterly. And we know because people are coming from, some of them are coming from long distances to participate. Yep. We know there's a need. Yep. And I think I'd like to see us tap into that and figure out how can we have other ISI groups rolled out in other communities. And I'd like to see us see it grow so there could be maybe an annual get-together of the different ISI groups. Mm -hmm. So I just see this thing taking what we're doing, getting better, and multiplying it, having the multiplier effect so that, again... My whole vision is the idea of impacting as many men as we can. Men struggle. We see it. They become, uh, they haven't really defined life. They haven't maybe defined their goals. They haven't defined success. And what what I hope to get out of this is to help men live life, lives of intentionality, live lives of... um, achievement based around real values, not by what they have seen other people uh, defining their success based on maybe what they see in other people, but based on, on their on their values. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Joe, what do you, you got any vision for this? Yeah, that that's uh, a <laughs> well said. Yeah, that was, well, that was well said. No, I think that's, that's a well said in, in our vision for the retreats. Uh, I think, between the podcast and retreats, I think another vision we share is just finding more ways to engage guys with this with this content and helping them create communities where they live around this. So whether it's retreats or podcasts or one-on-one coaching or mastermind groups, whatever it looks like, not, not sure the end state, but the goal is to connect guys with this way of thinking and with resources and and people they can talk to if they're real serious about being being intentional with designing a life that's reflective of this wheel. Yeah, I'd love to see it go from, you know, hun- hundreds of people affected to thousands of people. If, I mean, I there's uh, like like G one said, there's no shortage of men looking for meaning, um, looking for guidance. And it, this isn't for people necessarily who are broken. I mean, it is. It's sure. It certainly can be that. But um, whether you're thriving or broken, it doesn't matter. The, the whole spectrum. Um, 
it, it just helps take you from where you're at to that next step and gives you some guidance and gives you um, a toolbox to work with and, and, um, and a next step. And so my vision for this is to, is to really be open to how big, how, you know, how many people, it's really about relationships. How many people can we touch? How many lives can we change? How many families can we change? You know, how many children will be affected potentially by the changing of the male role model in that household? Um, I get really excited about the idea of um, seeing generational change um, because of just putting people, uh, you know, in the right game. And so putting faith at the center, uh, giving them a platform that will forever change their life and maybe the way that their kids or their families, um, you know, I, I think could be a real turning point. Yeah, the, the, when, I, when you think about the, the vision, uh, we're, we're talking about, and I'm, I'm at a different age, I'm Nick, Nick and Dad's, uh, Nick and George's father, so uh, I think about legacy, that's top of mind for me, and I look back, I've been looking back, and have I created the right legacy uh, for my children and my grandchildren now? And I think about guys, and I think if we can um, be a part of their life, and have them think about legacy issues while they're in their 30s and 40s and 50s. It, we don't want people to live a life of regrets, but a life of intention, a life that's authentic, and where they feel really good about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And to reach as many people as we can with the resources that we're putting together in the ISI life. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty exciting, pretty encouraging to be able to play a role and be able to you know, use our different gifts and connections and uh, relationships that we've had to, to pull this together. And it's exciting to think about where it's going to go. I think it's neat to have turned a, you know, a little idea into something that's actually impacting lives. And I think just continuing to be obedient and listen and find out what people want and what, what people need, you know, and, and then we can do our best to deliver content and things that help. So it's fun to do it. Um, well, Kind of as we wrap up, um, as you'll see as these podcast episodes come out, one of the things that we'll do is um, close in a word of prayer just to kind of pray for the audience, whoever's listening. So um, without uh, further ado, we'll close this down with uh, Godfather. You want to throw it down, G1? All right. <laughs> uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, we just uh, bow before you right now. We, we pause and we give you thanks for what you're doing uh, inside of this uh, ISI life. Father God, we, we pray for the men. We pray for your guidance. We pray that you would uh, have your hand on, on this uh, group and on the men listening and the men participating and that uh, we would be transformed and we would uh, uh, live a life of significance and that you would be uh, praised for what happens with, with, in the lives of these men and their families. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thanks for doing this. Have a great day.